You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, and it won't be long before a lot of tractors will be on our Wisconsin roadways. And I'll tell you what, those roadways, not in the best of shape. That's a big conversation topic for next week's Ag Day at the Capitol. Carrie Mess has got a preview for us on this Wednesday morning. I'm Pam Youngke, not the only team member that will be providing you with food news this morning. We're also going to be talking about some new money that Governor Tony Evers has uh, inserted to try to help kids eat healthy when it comes to the school lunch program. All those details from Charity Seebecker. So like I said, team approach this morning, that's for sure. Weather-wise, as we approach our forecast for today, looks like we have got uh, showers in the forecast probably coming around uh, later this afternoon. 50 is our expected high for this Wednesday. Tomorrow, it looks like we'll see some partly cloudy skies, 42. Friday, partly cloudy and 45 degrees. We'll get more weather details with Stu Muck in about 15 minutes. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. One of the first things that you notice about Iceland is isolation. Yes, of course, it's an island, so it's isolated, but some of the isolation of Iceland is preferred. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where we're fresh off our Iceland farm tour, where I had a chance to learn more about some of that isolation and its impact on agriculture. Iceland, for example, does not import any genetics for sheep, or for horses. The breeds they're working with stretch back literally hundreds, if not thousands of years. I learned about that when I visited with uh, Gunther, the owner-operator of Fridheimer Horse Stable, just outside of Reykjavik, talking about the Icelandic horse and why it's so unique. I asked him to introduce himself and his stable first. My name is Knutur Arman, and uh, I'm the farmer. The farm's name is Fridheimer. And we are located in the south part of Iceland, about 100 kilometers away from Reykjavik, our capital. Now, explain to me the uniqueness of the Icelandic horse, because uh, I've got a lot of equine enthusiasts in my audience, and they're going to want to know what's so special or unique about this horse. Yeah, the Icelandic horse is really special because he has uh, five different gates. That's what he makes him so unique. Um, uh, all horses have at least three gates. They can all walk, trot, and gallop. But the Icelandic horse have also the gate, which we call a tull, and the pace, the flying pace. And he's also really, really big part of our, our culture here in Iceland. Uh, uh, we think that in the beginning, when the Vikings, the settlements came here to Iceland in the years 900-1000, they brought maybe four, five, six different types of horses. We became the Icelandic horse. And we haven't imported any horses in Iceland, to Iceland in 1,000 years, so he's a very, very, very special and, and unique horse breed, and very pure, purebred. Everywhere I look since we've arrived, I'm seeing horses. How many Icelandic horses are in Iceland? It, it's difficult to say exactly how many, but we could say between 80 and 100,000 horses. And if you think about we are 370,000 people in Iceland, so we have really, really many horses. But they are a big part of our tradition and, and, and culture in Iceland. And, uh, and uh, really, we, we can say that they own a big part of the heart of the people in Iceland. 
Tell me about the business of the Icelandic horse. Now, like you mentioned, a lot of different phases of ownership here. Sometimes it's just for the heart. Sometimes it's for more business uh, practices. Tell me about the business side of the horse business in Iceland. Yeah, we have very professional uh, known breeders, which are breeding the Icelandic horse for training, and then they are selling competition horses, uh, uh, breeding horses. So, so that's uh, we can say uh, a, a huge business around that. Uh, then we have also a strong uh, horse society around Icelandic horse. So many trainers in Iceland are going to Europe, to USA, to teaching. Uh, we are exporting about two, between 2,000, 2,500 horses from Iceland to Europe, USA, and Canada. We also have uh, this tradition that most of the farmers in Iceland keep horses, some of them for, for, for sport riding, many of them for breeding. Uh, sheep farmers use them to get these sheep down from the mountains in the autumn. But then we also have some farmers that just keep horses because their grandfather had horses, so they don't do much with them. How has the market been? Because that is it, farming, anybody in agriculture connected with livestock knows it's an up and down business, uh, can be influenced by value of currency, uh, other people's economies. How has it been, give me since just before the pandemic to maybe now? I mean, it's happened for the last years. It has been good market, and especially for for good horses, so for for well-trained good horses, breeding horses, competition horses. It's happened a good market. But we also have really many horses, especially in Europe, in Germany. I think it's about 65,000 horses oh. there. We have our very good breeders in Scandinavia, in Germany, and they are also breeding and, and selling horses. So it's a it's a it's a big competition. But we still believe, and we'll always believe, the best horses, Icelandic horses, are coming from. Iceland. So we have many, many people which like to come to Iceland and buy their Icelandic horse from Iceland because they are raised up here in, 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 uh, in the, we can say, in a wild nature. Of course, we don't have any wild horses. They all belong to someone, but we like to, to, to get them, uh, uh, to, to raise them up in the hearth, let the old horses teach the young horses. So we are not touching them that much until we start to train them, which uh, give them a little bit more wild spirit and they right. uh, more courage and they they are different characters really big characters which is really nice to work with now you mentioned you've not brought in any other breeds for a thousand years the horses that you have here if they leave the island competitively or otherwise can they come back or is that almost a biosecurity concern they can never come back if horses leave iceland they can never come back and for example we have a world championship in icelandic horses every second year in europe and we always send our national team to compete and they always have to sell their horses after the competition because hmm. they cannot take it back and how do you feel about that it must be strange to feel about that because a competition horse, which you have been working with for many years, is getting a really close friend to you. But also the other other feeling is that to give someone chance to, to because a good competition horse is also a good teacher. And knowing that he will give some other people pleasure is also a good feeling. So we can say it's a mixed feeling, I, I, I could believe. Speaking of that, you said that you really don't touch your foals, your colts, uh, until they're a little bit older. How, tell me about the philosophy here at your farm and how you start your animals. 
I mean, we, 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 in my farm, we are only getting about two, three folds every, every year. And, and uh, of course, we take them in, cut them hooves, give them yeah, some right. medicine every year. But we are not doing much with them until they, they, they are four years old. Then we start to train them. And uh, we can say the first month is just to get used to the bridle, used to the saddle, uh, start to ride the basic gates, uh, walk, trot, and gallop, train the balance. And after the, after the first month into the second month, we start with the child. And then after the first year, we, we usually start with the, with the pace. So they, they need a good balance for t- to do be that. It takes about t- two years to get a well-trained horse, but you can always train them more and more because you can always teach them, teach them more and more. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a nice thing and, and a beautiful thing to with horses. Well, and they sound like inquisitive horses, like they're horses that want to please. Are there other uh, plans for the horse in country? You mentioned competitive riding. Are there new areas opening up that could use the horse? Yeah, I mean, in, in Iceland, generally, they, they are everywhere in Iceland. Uh, we are exporting them, uh, and there, there are it's not so maybe many new markets, but there are possibilities, yes. But we can say uh, they, they go into the winter coat in the winter time, and, and we, we, we are not seeing them much in the southern part of uh, okay. the world. Okay. I think sure. they would yeah. feel, feel better in, 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 yeah, in the cold, cold climate, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's so in those countries, we can say Middle Europe, northern part of Europe, there is a market. I mentioned that I'm seeing them everywhere. And let's face it, right now, the weather's not friendly to man or beast. Tell me a little bit about their diet. Tell me a little bit about their tenacity to be able to make it out on the land in this kind of weather? I mean, all the horses which we are not riding in the winter time, we keep them outside. They have yeah. shelter, we give yeah. them hay, okay. they go into the winter coat with long hair, so they feel very well to be outside. They can move at the wish. Uh, the, the farmers, they use them to, to see how the weather will be because they, <laughs> they, 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 they are, how they react, so, so they are really used to be, be uh, outside in the, in the, in the winter time. And also, the Icelandic horses, uh, I cannot say similar as the beer, but <laughs> a little bit similar, that the body uh, clock slowed down in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. And then it starts to get uh, faster in the springtime. And that means that they, they eat a bit less in the, in the, in the wintertime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, one item that I, I noticed, and I'm not going to dwell on it long, but Iceland has uh, another market, and that is actually for meat, not just necessarily here, but abroad. Not every horse can be uh, fantastic. Tell me a little bit about what you know on the meat market for horses. It's it's understood on a global yeah. scale. Yeah, I mean, it's not popular to eat horse meat in Iceland, but but it, it's uh, you, the horses which you're not uh, fit for riding, right. there is, uh, you can send them to the slaughtery house, and there is a market for it, and I think it's also an uh, important way for the breeding, because uh, then you could sorting it more, but uh, you can say the tradition in Iceland is not to right. to eat, right. not much for eating horse meat. There are people who do it, right. but right. it's not strong tradition. But then they have also been exporting the, the horse meat. Right, right. Now, how can people find you if they want to see some of these beautiful animals and learn a little bit more? 
Uh, I mean, there are many, 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 many website. ways, many ways. Yep. In the internet, yeah, yeah, in the internet, uh, and just Google it. There is so, <laughs> and we have so many, many farms, many, many trainers. We have a really, really good university in Iceland, Hovskole, uh, which are, which are training uh, young people to to be trainers and, and breeders for the Icelandic horse. Right. And uh, and also in in Europe, you can find really many farms there. So just okay. Google with Icelandic horse and. and some farms and then then you will find some con- good connections you know i i sense a camaraderie with farmers of all kinds sheep cattle horses am i misreading that or is there a camaraderie when it comes to the horse and farms you guys all get along yeah yeah we have a strategy good tradition for that in iceland to work together spread knowledge and and uh, because we are more thinking about quality and built up quality so so that's why it's really important to work well together Gunther Almond, owner-operator of Friedheimer Horse Stable, specializing in the Icelandic horse. Like he said, they've not introduced new genetics to this breed for more than a 1,000 years and have no intentions of introducing any new genetics. But they are concentrating right now on breeding the Icelandic horse to be just a little bit bigger. Want to find out more? Want to see some pictures? Well, check out the International Federation of Icelandic Horse Association's website. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. 
We survived rusty playgrounds, no helmets, and drinking from the hose. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, we did, and we're still around. And I'll tell you what, this morning what's around is light rain. I just glanced outside the studio, and we're picking it up now. Good time to remind you that now is the time to get involved with the National Weather Service as a citizen scientist, volunteering to take rainfall reports and report it to the National Weather Service. You can find details at WisconsinWeatherWatchers.org, WisconsinWeatherWatchers.org. And, of course, we're always looking for your rainfall reports, too. It's Tumac Ag Meteorologist along with us. Right now, doesn't look like there's much measurable outside my studio. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very light, Pam. Believe it or not, uh, the rain in Madison doesn't even really show up on the weather radar. There's a little cluster a little further to our west this morning and northwest. There has been some rain, lacrosse, 12 hundredths of an inch being reported, and that development pulling a little further away to the east. There is some snow back towards central and northern Wisconsin, up from Wausau to Anigo, further north, all the way up into the uh, UP of Michigan. Some rain out north of the Twin Cities, up toward uh, St. Cloud in that area as well. Low pressure has been pushing in from the west. That front I talked about rising north as a warm front. Well, it's pulling up into Wisconsin, the rain and the snow along that northern edge of that warm front. A cool front's drawn through here by late today. Precipitation ends this morning, but that cool front drops in and a stronger low pressure system approaches out of the southwest with more rain chances. In fact, late tonight by two in the morning or so, some rain or a bit of a rain snow mix developing almost anywhere and lasting into early Thursday. Not a great deal of activity snow may be up to a half inch or so rain could be up to a tenth of an inch if we see that much just not going to be a big deal a very strong system to the south however some of the heaviest precipitation may remain in far southeast wisconsin down into illinois indiana but i don't think we'll be seeing that here i'll have forecast details right after this i've been talking about getting your order in for easter hams at bavaria sausage but maybe you want to change it up how about real kielbasa? Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage. You find them online, BavariaSausage.com. Check out their Facebook page, Bavaria Sausage. That's where you'll see the story of their fresh, coarse-ground kielbasa or their smoked kielbasa with just a little bit of garlic. I took uh, one of each home yesterday, and what you'll notice first compared to the kielbasa that you see at the regular grocery store, how much bigger the Bavaria sausage kielbasa are, and you can tell right away all the authentic old world flavor. You can try it with potatoes, with onions, fry it up, bake it up in your oven, whatever you'd like to do as far as preparation is concerned, the flavors will be there. Don't forget, Bavaria Sausage open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5 at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Alrighty, buddy, let's have that forecast. Like you said, uh, if I was using my windshield wipers this morning, it'd be like one swipe every minute and a half or so. It's pretty light out there. Yeah, and then you got a mess on the windshield, but that's a whole different spring story. Uh, the sprinkles, the light rain this morning, that should end as we head toward midday. It stays mostly cloudy today, and for a lot of us, we head just up to about 50 or into the low 50s. Madison could at 53 or so. South winds will be around 5 to 15. Mostly cloudy tonight. 
late in the night, some rain or even a bit of a rain-snow mix by this time tomorrow. I expect nighttime temps dropping down to about freezing or just below 32 or just under. West winds become north through the night at about 5 to 15. Still a bit of that light rain. Could be some snow mixing in early tomorrow. Otherwise, a mostly cloudy day. Low 40s with north winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny Friday. That sounds nice. Upper 40s for a lot of us with east winds at 5 to 15. Late Friday night into Saturday, Pam, another round of that snow, maybe a little wet, sloppy stuff as we get our way under into Saturday. All right, buddy. Sounds good. I just kind of thumbing through social media. It's warm enough for Wisconsin ticks to apparently start showing up. So kind of start keeping an eye on more more than just the rain gauge, I guess. Oh, there's some great news. <laughs> All right, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks, buddy. All right, see ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your weather details, brought to you courtesy this Wednesday morning of Compure Financial. Compure Financial is your financial partner. Committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit compure.com. Don't forget, I'll take your rainfall reports, too. You can talk or text them to me, 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I look at this dairy cow, and again, it's the animal that I love. The things that this dairy cow can do and the way that she can produce milk, to me, there is no substitute for milk in the world. And to be able to keep cows and help cows produce that for people, to me, that's a privilege. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support. That's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Are you ready to get your musical game on? Are you a 7th to 12th grade Wisconsin garage band that wants to play Summerfest, the world's largest music festival? Then Rock Hansen wants you. All genres of music are invited. Rock, reggae, rap, jazz, country, or whatever style of music you play. This is the only program of its kind in the nation. Check out rockhansen.org for more information. Registration is free. This competition will showcase 10 statewide garage bands at the big gig. The winner and runner-up each receive a second gig at Summerfest and a professional recording session. Check out rockhansen.org. That's R-O-C-K-O-N-S-I-N.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Rock Hansen is brought to you by the Nicholas Family Foundation and made possible by the support of Madison Area Music Association, TW, Shure, KW2, Tilt Media, and 1670-967 The Zone. Rock Hansen, Youth Garage Band's Rocking Wisconsin, produced by Dennis Graham Associates. Some of America's bravest warriors are returning home wounded. Here's one of them. My name is Norberto Lara. While I was on a combat patrol, a rocket propelled grenade took my arm off at the shoulder. I was discharged from the Army, and I've been working with the Wounded Warrior Project since 2007. You don't have to be severely wounded. A lot of guys have post-traumatic stress disorder. Being able to share your story kind of helps you wrap your mind around what did happen over there. My name is Norby, and yes, I do suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm okay. Don't suffer in silence. Contact WoundedWarriorProject.org. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna because you're worth it. Learn more at lyunawisconsin.org slash join. 
Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Today's story comes to us from a frustrated homeowner. Mother Nature was crafty, her plan was plotted. My windows are drafty, they're broken and rotted. I need new windows installed the right way. I want the best quality and can't overpay. Window World's process was easy and seamless. Best decision ever. Boy, I'm a genius. Call Window World today and be your story's hero. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Rob, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, okay, dude. Well, we're talking about like it's got to get done. Like the deal's got to get done, right? So, like, do the Packers have? In my opinion, the Packers have all the leverage. I hear uh, Pat McAfee coming out to calling Brian Gutekunst the dumbass and this and this, and then that the Jets have leverage. It's it's the Packers who have all the leverage. Yes. Yes, I mean Andrew Brandt and he wrote a terrific column yesterday, and and he said which whichever side is more content. And he brought up a great point here. Whichever side is more content with the status quo is the side that has all the leverage, right? I mean, Green Bay is sitting there with two quarterbacks, and the Jets are sitting there with no quarterback. It's, Evo, it's like if you and Nelly went running around town back in your single days, and, 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 it's, and it's bar time, and you've got two women on your arms, and Nelly's got nobody, you're the one who's sitting in the prime position, right? And that's where Brian Gutekunst is sitting. He's the guy with the two quarterbacks, and the Jets have nobody. I mean, could you imagine? You know, could, could you imagine the Jets front office and, and and the head coach and you know the offensive coordinator if, if this all fell apart? Uh, you know, going back to Woody Johnson, the owner, and saying, "Yep, you know, it, it's not going to happen. We're we're not going to bring Aaron Rodgers to town after all this." And 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 the level of just infuriation that would create with the fan base. Um, no, that. That's not going to happen. Brian Gutekunst is holding the cards here. 
Um, I, I get it. Um, it's it, it, the, 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 the Jets are the only team in play, so that gives them, you know, a, one card, I would say, I guess, in their hand at the end of the day, Evo. You know, if there were three or four teams bidding for the services right now of Aaron Rodgers instead of just the Jets, that would obviously, you know, in, in, you know, give, give Gutekunst the, the straight flush or the full house or whatever you want to call it. But but he's sitting there right now with a pretty sweet hand, and, and the, Jets are, the Jets have a pair of twos right now, Evo, and, and that, that's not going to win you a whole lot. So, I, you know, I, I, I think – what it comes down to is this. I, I, I think 2024 is pretty easy for them to figure out. That's going to be completely tied in in terms of draft pick compensation to how Aaron Rodgers performs this year on the field. If, if Rodgers chases an MVP again and puts up those kind of numbers, and, and if he leads the Jets to the playoffs or they win a division or something like that, the Packers will obviously get a really nice draft pick in 2024. If, if he doesn't play well, that pick will obviously drop down. Um, I, I think the holdup is what do you get in 2023? Do you get that, uh, you know, do you get that first round pick that the Jets have? Is it a second now and maybe more later? There's, I'm, I'm sure they're discussing deeply, you know, if the Packers are going to pay any of the $60 million that Rodgers is going to be owed for the season coming up right now, Evo. And if, if the Packers pick up any of that tab, that will increase the draft pick compensation. But, you know, top to bottom overall, Brian Gutekunst has the bigger, the better hand here. And, and Gutekunst is in a position, too, Evo, where he can wait. I mean, if he does this on June 2nd, um, it, it, it's really no skin off his nose other than the fact he loses the draft pick this year. Um, but Green Bay is probably going to be in a rebuild this year anyways. Let, let, let's be honest about it, or at least a, a, a reload or a, a rejig or whatever you want to call it. Uh, the, the Jets would love to get Aaron Rodgers in their building absolutely as soon as possible to try, try to start developing some chemistry with some of the people in, in, in that locker room. So, um, yeah, to, to your initial question, Evo, Brian Gutekunst has about 90% of the leverage in this case. Rob, I'm supposed to pass along a message uh, to you from our listener, Beamer Bobby. He said, Rob, you are the best when it comes to your uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Brett Favre take. So I just want to let you know that uh, despite some haters out there, you do have a lot of lovers as well. So, Rob, uh, something I also... It's it's, it's nice nice my family members are calling in, Evo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if Beamer Bobby is your family member, for the love of God, tell him to use his blinker when he drives around his BMW. (laughs) All right, so, (laughs) Robbie, something I don't love. uh, I don't know the last time this has happened. The Packers are, what, 30 to 1 odds of winning the Super Bowl, Rowdy? 30 to 1? Yeah, it was 30-1. to one. When's the last time the Packers had 30-1 to one odds of winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, and I wrote this yesterday, Evo, over at Forbes, that they're now, you know, according to most odds makers, that they're picked for fourth in the division. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they, they've got the lowest odds in the division. I mean, I, hey, I take a flyer on that. Why not? They were at about 425, I think, yesterday, the last I looked over at FanDuel. Um, you know, and, and, and you look at that division overall, Evo. I mean, the Vikings who went 13 and four are never going to do that again. I think they were nine and zero or ten and zero in one score games before. Of course, what did they do in the playoffs? They lost a one score game, right? Yeah. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. That's exactly the way I started my morning. Nice deep breath of fresh air. It's that perfect time of the year. No mosquitoes. No humidity. 
I love it. Glad you're along with us, everybody. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. We're looking for daytime highs today to touch out around 52. Still a chance of showers in the forecast tomorrow. Daytime highs only up to 42 degrees. Welcome to the 22nd day of March. What can I tell you? On this day, back in 1854, a Wisconsin fellow named Eugene Shepard was born near Green Bay. Made his career in the lumbering business around Rhinelander. He was known for his storytelling and practical jokes, told all kinds of tales about Paul Bunyan, and he is the guy that started the legend of a prehistoric monster roaming the woods of Wisconsin called the Hodag. He fooled everybody into believing that it really was happening, and he ultimately was the father of the Hodag. And we know about the Hodag Festival that happens every summer. Started kind of on this day back in 1854. On this day, back in 1963, the Beatles released their first album, Love Me Do. 1997, Tara Lipinski became the youngest female figure skater to become a world champion. She was at the uh, skating championships in Switzerland where she won at the age of 14 years, 10 months. On this day in 1944, American movie star Jimmy Stewart flew his 12th combat mission, leading the second bomb wing in attack on Berlin. I think Jimmy Stewart actually became a captain during World War II. And happy birthday to Reese Witherspoon, 47 years young, and William Shatner, Captain Kirk, he's 92. And now you know. It's a Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com, or pick up the phone and give them a call, 800-726-8609. And the reason I bring up that phone number, because there's a couple different activities that are coming up around the state of Wisconsin that are directly connected to the Steffes Group. Ashley Hewn back along with us. Yeah, we've got a couple uh, big auctions that are going to be, one in northeast Wisconsin, one in southeast Wisconsin, Ashley, that uh, offer people a great opportunity, uh, I'd say, to get in on some wonderful opportunities. You know, that Slinger operation that is uh, going to be auctioned off is one that should attract uh, quite a bit of attention. Maybe it already is. Yeah, you know, we, we just keep getting more calls by the day here. We also got that sale in Denmark with those uh, late model um, quad axle trucks on there. And so, you know, just like the farm equipment, the transportation isn't immune to all the things going on either. Uh, so people are taking a look at those late model trucks. Yeah, exactly. And and the Slinger operation, a dairy operation, that's got a couple different phases that uh, Steffes will be involved with as far as the auction, right? Yeah, it does. You know, uh, you know, when we get into these bigger operations like this, you know, we take a look at, you know, do the cows need to be sold and the land sells separate and sometimes... You know, it's, it's all three. It's machinery, too. And so, you know, we we offer quite an array of things. And, you know, we don't try and cram it all into one day. It gets done in phases because you got to do it right. You don't get any second chances in the auction industry. Absolutely. You know, and for folks that are kind of curious as to how the trends are running as we get closer and closer to spring planting, or maybe you're wondering if there's been any, been any anxiety with some of the Black Swan Bank news that we've seen in the in the headlines. Really, you guys have seen fantastic uh, activity as far as the bidding process. They can see that at stephasgroup.com, can't they? Yeah, so a couple of things I want to turn everybody's attention to. Of course, we posted 
a couple weeks ago, a while back, the top selling items in February. And we picked an array of different things. And it's interesting to me, you know, when tractors used to get 5,000 hours on them, that used to be a lot of hours. Now we're selling tractors with 10,000 hours on, and they're still bringing 70,000, 80,000. So that's something to look at. And then on Monday, the kibble auction with all the late model John Deere stuff, um, just ringing a bell on there. And, you know, if you would ask me 10, 15 years ago, would we ever sell a tractor for close to $600,000? I would have laughed at you. But, you know, that's what's happening in, in today's day. Well, and the demand is still there. That's the other thing. And with the Steffes Group platform, folks, steffesgroup.com, that means that you are not limited by geography, only by your willingness to thumb through the pictures and get the details because it's all right there online. Yeah, you know, we try and take, uh, in some instances, there's 100 photos of each piece uh, being sold. And we want to make sure that there's there's nothing left unsaid, whether it's in the description or it's in the, in the maintenance records or in the photos. We want we want buyers to know exactly what they're trying to bid on. Well, and you don't get in the way. If somebody wants to talk directly to a previous owner, if that information's available, you are happy to help connect them because sometimes it just it, it settles you down when the numbers get big if you can talk directly to the person that was using it. Yeah, that's right. Who's going to know more than the previous owner or the guy that was driving it? Well, that might be a uh, hired hand or a family member or something. So... We try and give all that information to potential buyers. Again, it's all available, folks, in one place, steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And don't forget to download their very friendly app, especially as we get closer to spring planting. You want to kind of keep up to date on what's happening? That is the way to do it. And remember, they recognize that sometimes you just need to talk to somebody. If you're thinking about maybe getting involved in an auction yourself, be it your group of equipment or machinery or a farmstead or livestock, whatever it is, you maybe want that personal touch, they're happy to give it to you. 800-726-8609. They're there to make sure that your auction is a success. Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. I grew up around animals. When I went to help a neighbor milking cows, it's when I realized there was a whole other aspect of being a veterinarian. And the dairy cows, I just kind of fell in love with them as an animal, the neatest animal on earth, so to speak. I really want them to be the best functioning animal that they can be. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Hey, another quick reminder with showers in the forecast, don't forget now is a great time to get involved with the National Weather Service as a rainfall reporter. They really need people across the state of Wisconsin, especially in rural areas. I want to remind you again, best way to get involved, go to wisconsinweatherwatchers.org. Spell it all out, wisconsinweatherwatchers.org. We're encouraging folks to get signed up before the end of the month. Welcome back. To Lisa Benke, Green County native who is a past Alice in Dairyland, she's returning to the staff at World Dairy Expo as their communications manager. Lisa Benke, back on staff, World Dairy Expo, as their communications manager. Speaking of World Dairy Expo, yesterday they announced all of their special recognition award honorees that will be recognized during the big show, and that includes one well-known Wisconsin auctioneer. Tom Morris from Amory, owner and operator of Cattle Connection, Tom Morris Limited, 
and Deronda Farms will be recognized as Industry Person of the Year at World Dairy Expo. Tom and his wife, Sandy, run Deronda Farm and have developed more than 200 excellent cows and held three complete dispersals during the 80s, each with the highest average in the USA for that particular year. Now, Tom Morris Limited has managed over 500 dispersals and consignment sales, and that, of course, includes the World Classic at World Dairy Expo. Tom Morris from Amory, Industry Person of the Year. He's joined by Randy Cordes from Linden, Washington, Mainstream Holstein Jerseys and Ayrshires as Dairy Producer of the Year, and Bonnie Cooper from North York, Ontario, Canada, and the Holstein Journal as International Person of the Year. Again, always remember, if you miss details or you're looking for more, pop on over to MidwestFarmReport.com, fabulous farm babe on Facebook, and you'll find more details there. Well, details. Yesterday in the marketplace, barrel cheese was unchanged at 195 and a quarter. 40-pound block cheese on Tuesday dropped a half to 198 and a half. Double-A butter down a half to 240 and a half per pound. I'm afraid on a Wednesday morning, our corn, beans, and wheat are back in red ink. December corn's down a nickel right now at 551. November beans are down 11 at 1285. July wheat's down 9, currently at 683. The April milk is down 7 at 18.92 a hundredweight. May milk closed 7 cents lower at 18.44 a hundredweight. Boy, I hope the weather cooperates with the WPS Farm Show coming up next week in Oshkosh. That annual spring show starts on Tuesday, runs through Thursday. This is the 61st year of the WPS Farm Show. Just a reminder that show hours Tuesday and Wednesday, 9 until 4, Thursday, 9 until 3. That's at the EAA grounds in Oshkosh. Admission is free, but $5 to park. And like I said, hopefully the weather is going to cooperate. It's the first chance we get to get out there and start kicking tires and really feel like spring is on the way. We'll see you there next week. Well, next week is going to be a busy time for a lot of Wisconsin farmers. No, they're not in the field yet, but they are going to be making their way down to Madison for the 2023 Ag Day at the Capitol. And one thing I always want to remind you, Just because they're farming doesn't mean that other issues aren't critically important to them, just like you. Making sure school districts are supported, rural health, internet access, all of those items are coming up for discussion. We'll give you a quick preview on Ag Day at the Capitol with the help of Carrie Mess and Jason Manayani, the Government Relations Director for Wisconsin Farm Bureau. That preview on the way. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Do you have a history of white mold or SDS in your bean fields? While you can never predict when disease will occur, using the right seed treatments can reduce your risk of yield loss when it does. Did you know adding Heads Up to your seed treatment package brings a proven mode of action that primes your beans so they're ready to fight off disease all season long? Ask your seed dealer to apply Heads Up for protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome this season. Learn more at headsupst.com. Looking to grow new ideas for your farm? Then visit the WPS Farm Show. For over 60 years, farmers have been coming to the show for the latest in farm equipment, services, and technology to boost their business. Don't miss this year's show, filled with ideas to help you grow. Mark your calendar for March 28th through the 30th at the EAA Grounds in Oshkosh. 
For more information and a full list of exhibitors, visit wisconsinpublicservice.com. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Experienced electricians, come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Don't forget, tomorrow we catch up with our friends from Ever Ag. Hope that you'll be along with us for the ride. Well, next week, I hope you'll be along with us. Next Wednesday is Ag Day at the Capitol, a time for farmers from across the state, regardless of what they grow, to come together and visit with their elected officials on policy items that they want prioritized. And one thing I try to remind people just because they're farming, remember, they're people, too. They want good school districts. They want clean water. They want good roads. And all of those topics could be up for discussion next week. Carrie Mess gives us a preview on Ag Day at the Capitol. Ag Day at the Capitol is coming up next week, and there is a fresh face from the Wisconsin Farm Bureau that you should meet. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess. Jason Munyaini is the new Executive Director of Government Relations, and he's looking forward to his first Ag Day at the Capitol. Jason, tell me a little bit about what your priorities are for your very first Ag Day at the Capitol here in Wisconsin. So Ag Day in the Capitol next Wednesday, March 29th. Very excited. Our focus this year is going to be on food supply chain protection. We've seen recent events like COVID-19, the war in Ukraine, even influenza outbreaks, you know, kind of reveal some serious strains on our global food supply chain. And that supply chain starts with our farmers and our agricultural producers and and we want to make sure that we're, we're protecting the, the first mile, not the last mile of our food supply chain. So we'll be focusing on, on that. And there's another top of mind issue that you're planning to take to the Capitol as well. Our big ask this year, our big request is going to be in local transportation. Every farmer that you talk to will tell you that their biggest hurdle to bring products to market are the roads right outside their farms. So we're focusing on local transportation, critical agricultural road improvements, uh, Wisconsin Farm Bureau, as well as our other Ag Coalition members are going to be asking legislators to include $150 million specifically for roads that affect the agricultural industry, agricultural economy, that we're going to find the most critically needed agricultural use routes through, uh, through our, our local road improvement processes and, and try to fix those. And fix those not just to fix them, but fix them to a standard that 
is proportionate with with modern agricultural practices. I, I heard you know somebody recently said it's not that our trucks are too big for the road; it's that the road isn't big enough for our trucks. So we need to make sure that we're focusing on being able to bring our product to market. Well, that ask is not a small amount of money. So 150 million dollars there, but that's not the only part of the food supply chain that we need we need help on. We need things to help animal health and disease prevention. We saw challenges with avian influenza and there's dangerous diseases that are that are not quite at our shores but we're concerned about. We have labor challenges and agricultural education challenges and we have challenges of food distribution and aggregation. All of those things are things that that we're going to bring to uh, to our legislators in the capital and again, we need we need to get farmers to the capital on Ag Day in the Capital next week Wednesday, March 29th. We've got a great agenda. We have uh, Secretary Randy Romanski from DATCAP who's going to speak to us. We have a legislative panel with uh, Senator Howard Markline, uh, Chairman of Joint Finance, Senator Balwig from the Ag Committee in the Senate. We have Representative Tony Kurtz, who's on the Joint Finance Committee, and Representative Vandermeer, who's the new chair of the Transportation Committee in the Assembly. We think that we have a really great and robust panel to, to talk about food supply chain challenges. We think that that's, that's the right message, and it, it's a sense of urgency. In the past, we've always talked about, well, we need to do these things because they're good for farmers. And that's true. But now we've seen some circumstances where this is a little bit more critical. We have to we have to start doing this because it's it's not just good for farmers, but it's good for consumers. It's good for people who are going to the grocery store. It's every one of us. Tell me why it's so important for farmers to come to Madison for Ag Day at the Capitol. So we need to make sure that our farmers' voices are being heard. You know, we're down to about 2% of the population in Wisconsin that are still farming, and we're providing food for the 98% here. We need to make sure that, that people understand our challenges, understand the impacts that global supply chains are having on the agricultural industry, and focus on, on how we can make our operations easier, more affordable, more cost-effective. And we think that, you know, the programs that we've laid out as, uh, as priorities for the state budget are, are the way to do that. We've got a surplus at the state level, and I think that this is an opportunity for some good one-time funding to plug in a gap that we've really had a challenge with, and that's local roads. We've we've done the Milwaukee interchanges. We've done the uh, the big interstates, the state highways. We've gotten money from the federal government to fix some of our larger bridges, but the things that have fallen through the cracks are town roads, box culverts, small bridges under 20 feet. These, these things aren't getting funded at the necessary rate, and I think that our hope is that we can get our farmers down to Madison next week, Wednesday, and they can bring this message and the challenges that they see on their farms into the Capitol. And even if people aren't aren't comfortable, you know, doing public speaking, just having bodies in the room is, is really helpful. And we, we can show our legislators that we're united on this uh, on this initiative and on the uh, the budget priorities that we have here. So it's, uh, it's an exciting opportunity. I think it's going to be a good day. We've got great leanings lined up. You know, we, we want Farm Bureau to, to be, uh, you know, at the tip of the spear on lobbying on, uh, on behalf of agriculture. So next Wednesday is the day. Yes, March 29th. And where do people go to find out more information? So you can go to our website, wfbf.com, or if you just Google Wisconsin Farm Bureau Ag Day at the Capitol, it'll bring you right to our website. We hope to have a, a really great crowd to talk about the challenges that agriculture has, but also to, to show that there is opportunity in the future to partner with our state legislators, to partner with government, and provide the, the necessary infrastructure that we'll need into the future. That was Jason Munyaini, the executive 
Executive Director of Government Relations with Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Jason definitely wants Farm Bureau members to join them at the Capitol 